politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. Doors have opened, new subpoenas have been issued, and the dam has begun to break. We have far more evidence to share with the American people and more to gather. Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney, the vice chair of the January 6th committee, stating that the panel's work investigating the insurrection is far from over. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and lawmakers say they will continue to pour over evidence in the weeks ahead before convening again in September. The latest public hearing revealed a great deal about what former President Trump did not do during the hours after he spoke at a rally on January 6th and a mob attacked the Capitol. President Trump sat in his dining room and watched the attack on television while his senior most staff, closest advisors, and family members begged him to do what is expected of any American president. Virginia Congresswoman Elaine Luria, who along with Illinois Republican Adam Kinzinger, led the most recent hearing. It included a consistent picture from former White House aides who say the president never reached out to key agencies or tried to deploy the National Guard. Among those questioned were former White House counsel Pat Cipollone by Congresswoman Cheney and, in a separate deposition, former personal assistant to the president, Nicholas Luna. Are you aware of any phone call by the president of the United States to the secretary of defense that day? Not that I'm aware of, no. To the attorney general of the United States that day? No. To the secretary of homeland security that day? I'm not aware of that, no. Do you know if you asked anybody to reach out to any of those that we just listed off, National Guard, DOD, FBI, Homeland Security, Secret Service, Mayor Bowser, the Capitol Police, about the situation in the Capitol. I am not aware of any of those requests. No, sir. As he watched the violence unfold on TV on Fox News in the White House dining room, the president did reach out to his personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani. And Luria says he tried to get in touch with some Republican lawmakers, which his former press secretary, Kayleigh McEnany, confirmed. He was calling senators to encourage them to delay or object to the certification. As I say in my notes, he wanted a list of the senators and, you know, I left him um, at that point. Testimony indicates the president became aware that former Vice President Mike Pence was in danger, but he was apparently unmoved, upset that Pence had failed to somehow prevent the certification of the Electoral College votes. The committee aired audio from an unidentified White House security official who indicated that members of Pence's security detail were not only worried about their boss, but their own personal safety as the marauding mob made its way through the Capitol, with some calling for the hanging of the vice president. There were calls to um, say goodbye to family members, so on and so forth. It was getting, for, for whatever the reason was on the ground, the BPT tell thought that this was about to get very ugly. With the rioters moving closer to the vice president, as well as members of Congress, Pence's security detail tried to find an escape route. We have a clear shot if we move quickly. We got smoke downstairs, set by unknown smoke set downstairs by the protesters. Is, is that route compromised? We have this insecure. However, we will bypass some protesters that are being contained. There is smoke unknown. What kind of smoke it is? Copy. Clear, we're coming out now, all right? Make a way. Former White House Deputy Press Secretary Sarah Matthews testified that she and others were disappointed when former President Trump tweeted criticism of Pence shortly before 2.30 as the rioting spread. It was essentially him giving the green light to these people, telling them that what they were doing at the steps of the Capitol and entering the Capitol was okay, that they were justified in their anger, and... 
he shouldn't have been doing that. He should have been telling these people to go home and to leave and to condemn the violence that we were seeing. I think that in that moment, for him to tweet out the message about Mike Pence, it was him pouring gasoline on the fire and making it much worse. Even as he was threatened, the committee says Pence made calls that Trump did not. General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, says he was involved in calls made by the former president. There were th- uh, two or three calls with Vice President Pence. He was very animated, and he issued very explicit, very direct, unambiguous orders. There was no question about that. He was very animated, very direct, very firm uh, and to Secretary Milley. Get the military down here, get the guard down here, put down this uh, situation. In sharp contrast, Milley says in a call with former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, the primary concern seemed to be the political impact of the situation. He said, we have to kill the narrative that the vice president is making all the decisions. We need to establish the narrative that um, the president is still in charge and that things are steady or stable or words that thing. I immediately interpret that as politics, politics, politics. Uh, red flag for me personally, no action. Ultimately, the president made a statement more than three hours after people began heading toward the Capitol, which aides said didn't go far enough in condemning the attack. And even a day later, outtakes on January 7th from a message the president recorded indicate he had a difficult time criticizing his rioting supporters and could not bring himself to admit he lost the election. And if you broke the law, you can't say that. I'm not gonna, you, I already said you will pay, but this election is now over. Congress has certified the results. I don't want to say the election's over. I just want to say Congress has certified the results without saying the election. A former senior advisor to the president, Steve Bannon, meanwhile, has been convicted of contempt of Congress. The two counts he was convicted of in a D.C. federal court on Friday stem from his refusal to testify before the January 6th committee. He plans to appeal and in a brief statement to reporters again criticized the committee. I only have one disappointment, and that is the gutless members of that show trial committee, the J6 committee, didn't have the guts to come down here and testify in open court. Congresswoman Cheney noted at the end of the latest hearing that Steve Bannon had outlined a plan that former President Trump followed, in which he would claim victory no matter how people voted in the 2020 election. And the Republican lawmaker again sharply criticized the former president, even as he prepares for another presidential run in 2024. Donald Trump made a purposeful choice to violate his oath of office, to ignore the ongoing violence against law enforcement, to threaten our constitutional order. There is no way to excuse that behavior. It was indefensible. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill.